You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 121. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in this episode, we're going to explore what our senior leaders are expecting from project management professionals. We're going to go over the latest research from Harvard Business Review about project management. Because you see, as the number of projects and organizations skyrocket, understanding project fundamentals and fostering project management skills has become essential. So this is really important for all of our PMO leaders, program and project managers, portfolio managers, all of us that are in this leading and driving change space, all of you impact drivers. Leaders have too many projects with too little visibility into them. You've heard me talk about that before. And they lack the project oversight and delivery competencies to untangle all of this. In a recent study the with the Harvard Business Review, we looked at the current challenges faced by senior leaders when dealing with projects and project management, as well as their expectations for the future. And the results will help us better understand how project managers can translate their hands-on know-how up to the leader's eye-level perspective. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by UMT360. Gartner advises any organization looking to drive business agility to adopt a best-of-breed strategic portfolio management solution in addition to any tools used to manage execution. UMT360 is positioned in Gartner's recent Magic Quadrant report with a solution that delivers all of the missing strategic portfolio management capabilities you'll need to align all execution with strategy. You can learn more at umt360.com. That's umt360.com. Okay, let's dive in. Now with me today to talk about this really important perspective, which is what our executive leaders are actually thinking and what they need from us in the project management community is Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. He is a leading expert in project management and strategy implementation, recognized by Thinkers 50 with the prestigious award Ideas into Practice. He is the author of the Harvard Business Review Project Management Handbook, Lead Successful Projects, The Project Revolution, and I love this one, The Focused Organization, (laughs) and has been teaching project management for almost two decades to senior executives through Duke, Skolkovo, Solvay Business School, and Flaric. And also, really interesting, you may not know that Antonio is also the former chairman of the Project Management Institute, PMI. He's the founder of Projects & Co. and co-founder of the Strategy Implementation Institute. That's exactly what we should be thinking and talking about and learning about. And the global movement, Brightline. Antonio has held executive positions at PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, BNP Paribas, and GlaxoSmithKline. With all of that said, you can understand why Antonio is the guy to talk to about this incredibly important topic 
about getting in the minds and hearts of our business executives, understanding what they need from all of us in the project management community. So Antonio, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks to you, Laura. It's always a pleasure to talk and to share with your network. It's impressive what you're doing for the community. So yeah, always nice talking with you about this amazing topic. It really is. And it's a really important one. And if for those that have been listening to the podcast for the last couple of years, even back in the beginning, I kept telling everyone, get in the minds of your executives. You can go all the way back into the blog that I started when I started PMO Strategies in 2013 and 2014. Get in the minds of your executives. You've got to understand their pain points, what's keeping them up at night, what their challenges are. Because if you don't, how can you be sure that you're solving the right business problems? And if you want to build credibility with your business leaders, you have to not be throwing a bunch of PMs speak at them, but speaking their language and understanding what they need from us. So I think this is an incredibly important topic. And I think we should start not with what project managers are thinking about, what project managers are doing, but what is it the business problems that we're trying to solve for our business leaders? What are the challenges that our senior leaders are facing? And I think we start there. Like that's the first question I tell my PMO leaders and project managers to ask, what is keeping you up at night executives? What are your pain points? So what are those challenges they're facing today in this incredibly chaotic environment we live in globally? Well, I'll share what I discovered from the research I did with Harvard Business Review jointly last year for my book and also taking the opportunity that I was working with HBR and and they reached to so many senior leaders that nobody else can reach. So I think it's important to try to get to the essence of what are these people thinking or experiencing right now. And like you said, Laura, one of the first findings is that the amount of projects that these organizations and these leaders have seen over the past five years has doubled. So companies are struggling because they have so many projects. And that's the number one challenge they're facing is how can we prioritize? Where do we put our biggest efforts and the best people in which projects? Today, I've come across companies where they have more projects than staff. Imagine, how can you do that? So prioritization, it's a big, big part in the struggling. So I think the PMOs play a huge amount of a big, important role there. I know that from my jobs in in banking or pharma as director of PMO, it is helping leaders make decisions and helping leaders also stopping projects and not launching projects. I would say that's even more important than deciding which one to do is choosing which ones we don't do and which one we kill, because that helps to clear up the portfolio of projects. The other big learning I think that we need to think carefully is in the past, maybe 10 years, projects would bring the mid to long term revenues of the company. So the short term revenues were secured by operations. That's 80, 90% of what a business would do would come by selling products and running that business. And then projects would be three, five year timelines for the benefits. That has changed radically. So today, from the survey, also about 50% of the revenues from organizations come from projects. And this is a game changer. Now it's not about delivering deliverables. It's about bringing half of the revenues of the company. And I've not met 
any project manager, any PMO who thinks like that. It's having a business mindset. It's, you're bringing revenues. You're keeping the company alive. It's not the meat long-term, which is nice to work because nobody really sees the, the impact only in the long-term now. No, now we're in the spotlight. Now we are seen as people who have to bring revenues. It's really a very different game now. It's from delivery project managers, delivery PMOs, supporting PMOs to driving, driving and driving not just strategy, but revenues. And that's something that many are not prepared. I'm sorry to say that. Right. And I agree with you 100%. And I want to unpack all that because you just threw so much goodness out there all at once. Mm -hmm. Like do all these things. I want to unpack that for our PMO leaders, our impact drivers listening, our project managers. I think you're onto something really important, which is that A lot of them aren't thinking this way. And when you and I talked before we started the podcast, that there's a lot of experts out there that are maybe have never even built a PMO before, maybe even never been in the trenches, or maybe they've done it once or twice and are claiming to get what it's really like to do this kind of work and do it successfully, not just in their eyes of the project teams, right? They're like, great, we were on time, on scope, on budget. Let's declare success. That's not how our business leaders are defining success, right? And so you really got to have come from a place of experience and knowledge and understanding and having been in the trenches to really understand what your business leaders are needing and what they want. And that's the entire framework around what we do for the PMO Impact Summit, what I do for my Impact Engine PMO training and implementation program is set the stage early that you are there to solve business problems, not project problems. You are there to help the organization deliver on strategy with the highest possible return on investment. There goes that whole driving revenue and driving value and driving return I think that's something that is new for a lot of PMO mm-hmm. leaders and, and project managers for sure. And that's why I've been on this mission, Antonio, <laughs> that you've been supporting me on all this time to like get the message out there for everybody to understand. This is truly where the future of project management's going. And recently, episode 96 of this podcast, I said, listen, start with project portfolio management. Start with that. When you're trying to figure out what services and capabilities you should deliver in your organization and you're not sure where to start, start there. Because to exactly the point you're making, the business leaders need the information in their hands to make educated and informed decisions. Everything from what initiatives we should focus on, how these are initiatives are aligned with strategy, what resources are doing what, and where should we focus? What do we need to support? What's working? What's not working? All of these things they need to understand. What's going to drive the greatest revenue? What's going to drive the greatest return for our investment in time, energy, money, resources, all this stuff. And most organizations struggle with the basics. Like they start every project at the beginning of their fiscal year. They start every project at Mm. once and then wonder why nothing's happening, right? And so (laughs) we need to be teaching them, look, you're actually going to get more done if you stagger it. You're going to get more done if you look at how you're focusing your resources instead of trying to do everything at once. And all of this can start with some very basic fundamental, what are we doing Who's doing it? When is it happening? What do we need from executives? And how is that aligned to strategy? And that's just some very basic stuff. But that's what the business leaders are struggling with. And Antonio, I mean, if the COVID-19 global pandemic taught us anything, it was that business leaders were woefully underprepared for 
needing to pivot and shift quickly. Mm-hmm. And those that were prepared and that had like a strong PMO leader at the table that could answer the questions and all that thrived during crisis. They were able to take advantage of opportunities. They were able to pivot quickly. They were able to do things like get their entire workforce remotely quickly because they had focus. They had the right information at their fingertips. And I will give a shout out, Antonio, to my students who were killing it during the the (laughs) pandemic. They were doing awesome stuff. They were being called by the C-suite executives to help stand up a COVID testing center in three days for one of the largest Mm -hmm. community health centers in the country. They were being called on to figure out how do we shift our entire marketing and strategy from in-person and brick and mortar e-commerce stores to online for major Mm -hmm. brands. How do we get an entire school system remote very quickly? These are the kinds of problems. And we have students that are in higher education, K through 12 education, they're PMO leaders in these kinds of organizations. There was a lot of change going on, but the difference, Antonio, the difference is that the few PMO leaders understood, unfortunately, it's not the many yet, but that's why we're doing what we're doing. But the few knew how to answer the call, pivot quickly, respond to the business need, the business challenge that was presented. And they did an amazing job of helping their organizations pivot, adapt to thrive, as we call it, and really do a great job in shifting the way they did the work they did to get to the outcomes because they were focused on business outcomes, not project outputs. Right. And I think that you are absolutely right. This is not something that's not something seen broadly though. (laughs) It's not something seen broadly. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Because it's not something that everybody understands yet. It is the difference maker understanding what business leaders need. And then answering that call is the difference maker between those that are impact drivers and those that are seen as administrative overhead in organizations. Right. Absolutely. I agree on everything you say, Laura. I think the pandemic may be moving out a bit on the topic, but we also learned to extreme prioritization. Yep. And we dropped so many projects just to focus on the survival one, like, like turning the business model, going completely online. In. So how can PMOs keep doing that? Let's keep that extreme prioritization total engagement from senior leaders on, on two, three projects. And we have the formula now. Now it's the PMOs who need to push that and embed that in the culture of, of their organization. So, and I love the success stories because this is what we need to share. Yeah, they need to, uh, exactly. Sometimes we just need to know how it was done. And, here, and like, how did you do it? What did that look like? Why were you successful? What worked? Those exactly. are the lessons learned. I mean, Antonio, I finally started PMO Strategies because after 15 years of being inside organizations as a PMO leader and having to learn everything the hard way, I found myself saying to other PMO leaders <laughs> that were just getting started, gosh, I wish I had me when I was you. Right. Like I wish I had somebody could say, don't do that. Big mistake. Do this instead. Trust me on that. Right. Like I wish I had somebody that was like over my shoulder, helping me, supporting me, guiding me, having my back saying, let me save you a lot of time and energy and headache and frustration. Do it this way instead. I promise you, you will get the results. And 100% of my students see that kind of success. And so I know this works across industries around the world. It's everything you're saying, Antonio, Mm -hmm. about starting with the challenges that business leaders are having, understanding those, getting in the minds of the business leaders and figuring out how to solve whatever that problem is, which in most organizations, an easy place to start is, do they have the information they need to respond to today's business challenges and the ones that are right around the corner that we don't even know about yet, right? Exactly. 
No, I think we're here to help these people to make it better in their jobs. And I agree with you. When we started, there was nobody telling that. It was all about methodologies and, and life cycles and not what we're talking here today. Right, right exactly. And it doesn't mean that you don't need those kinds of things, but it's not where your value is derived, right? Not in the eyes of your business leaders. They don't care. When I, it's funny, Jesse Fuel and I do this keynote for, we've done for PMI a few times. That's like this us and them of the PMO versus agile, right? And mm -hmm. we make funny, we like joke around with like the fighting that happens between the PMO and agile. And it's like, do you realize your business leaders think you guys are just fools because you're arguing over methodology instead of focusing on solving business problems? So <laughs> that's, and so I'm curious as to your opinion about what senior leaders are thinking because all this chaos has been going on. And way before the pandemic, we business leaders were hearing about this VUCA term volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And those that heeded the warning were better prepared when the pandemic hit and when global market shifts happen and when the economies change, they're better prepared because they understood that this is now just the way the world works. And project managers are very well positioned to help with leading people out of the VUCA because that's literally what they do for a living is manage chaos, right? But do senior leaders think that? Do they know that? Do they realize that? What do they think when it comes to the future projects and project management? Are they thinking, well, that's just a bunch of administrative overhead. I need something different. Or are there any senior leaders that think that there's opportunity there? Let me throw a couple of findings and I can share, of course, the people who will join your summit, we can share the full research. But one interesting finding, senior leaders are not trained to be sponsors. About 13% yes. of senior leaders have received a sort of project sponsorship training. Some of them have project management, but I guess very old type of project management. So that's an opportunity as well that we need to think. The other thing that senior leader thinks is we appreciate the value of projects. Actually, project management is where we want to invest. We want to build competencies in organization, but we don't believe in project managers. They tend to be very much right. processed and rigid and I don't see the value. So what I, I would take as, as learning here, we need to, I think I would not blame project managers. I think the whole world of project management has been kind of under mining the role of the project manager in a way of saying, well, yes. you report to the sponsor, you're more at the liveable, you are not accountable of the project, you are just responsible of making a plan. And I think that has to change. We need to feel owners of the project. We need to feel CEOs from entrepreneurs. We The, the project is an entrepreneur a venture that we need to deliver benefits. So there has been so many years where we said you're just a piece in the puzzle. You're just behind the driving, but you're not thinking. It has to change. People have to step up. PMOs need to feel leaders, need to feel ownership of the whole portfolio projects, not just delivery, but ownership, accountability, delivering benefits. The second opportunity, and I wrote about this very recently in, in LinkedIn, is we need to be coaches of the sponsors, not coaches yes. of project managers or coaches of, I think that's a waste of time. Coach your sponsor. If you want to be quickly and more effective in your project, coach your sponsor and go for it and say, listen, you don't know anything about this sponsor. I love you. Let me teach you. This is what I need from you. This is what why your role is so important. And this is what I want you to help me with. 
step up, step up, talk to them on one-on-one at the same level. And this is, has amazing results from a PMO perspective, from a project program management perspective. So two kind of amazing facts that we can turn into amazing opportunities. Oh, that is so good. And so I think well, the way I would explain it to all of our PMO leaders listening specifically is, look, if you treat yourself as a peer of the project managers, your business leaders are going to see you as a peer of the project managers. If you treat yourself as a peer of the executives and become the executive whisperer, if you will, and get help them understand how to do their jobs better, they will see you as their coach and their peer, not as their subordinate, right? So it's all a mindset. You want to have a seat at the table, take your seat at the table, right? Act as a strategic business partner to your executives. If you want them to do a better job in supporting the project managers, then show them how. Antonio, I created a course several years ago now called How to Train Your Sponsor. Mo leaders and project managers were just assuming that sponsors knew how to be good sponsors. Exactly. They, they don't grow. They're not born that way. You have no. to build them that way. They don't mm-hmm. know. One of my, my absolute favorite, favorite client is a CEO I've worked with a couple of different times. And he jokes that before he met me and learned about how to be a good sponsor, he's like, I used to be a terrible sponsor. He's like, I would just see, see the project manager say, oh, here's what's going on. and be like, okay, goodbye. See you later. They don't know. They think if you don't tell them any better, they don't know that they're supposed to actually help facilitate the delivery of the initiative, they think you're just giving them status or, okay, let me know if you need anything. They don't know how to do that job. What an important role a PMO could play in being that, I love that executive whisperer kind of way of thinking Mm -hmm. about it. You are their peer, you are their coach, you are their guide. You're helping the executives understand how to support the projects more effectively. But you also touched on something that I think is a really big shift, Antonio, and it's an important one. PMO leaders specifically, but also in project management, but PMO leaders owning that portfolio and being accountable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very different way to look at it than we've looked at it before. So that's a very interesting insight. So what would you say to our PMO leaders? You've got all this great research about what executives are looking for. How do we use those findings to be more effective and successful PMO leaders and project managers? What would, what do they go do now? What's the first thing they should go do? I think they need to really think of the role very differently. They need to do a bit of introspection to see, is this what I want to do? Do I want to step up? Do I want to, like a very simple example, Laura, in the next steering committee, uh, instead of taking the minutes, I'm ready to lead the meeting with all the executives around the table, tell right. them what's not working. Uh, not just me not taker and agenda items, but taking the role of the lead and you work together with your sponsor, he or she will be commenting, but you are the center. Can you do that? Are you ready? And, and I think most PMOs have the competencies. Maybe they miss yeah. some trainings. They need to learn to change their mindset. They probably need to follow a few trainings, self-development into leadership. But uh, I think one of the biggest things that I will ask PMOs to do is believe in yourself, trust yourself. Yes. You're not that different than many of the other executives. The only thing that different is that they believe in themselves. They think high about themselves. And we tend not to be Thinking like that. So I think your own self-esteem and confidence, you build that by practicing. So don't be afraid to confront and step up and say, listen, we have too many projects. Next meeting, we cancel 20%. And we don't leave the meeting until we're done, senior leaders. This is the way it's going to work going forward. So stepping up, keeping training, 
and developing probably your course is, is great as well, Laura, from what you say. So just to finish, maybe I don't think we will have the opportunities that we will see in the next decade in the world of projects. So we need to step up very quickly. There's a window of opportunity of a couple of years. If we miss that, somebody else will take it. So it's a call for action, really, that we need to see this right now. Uh, I agree. Now is the time. We've had a lot of change, a lot of disruption. There's a lot that needs to happen in the next couple of years in businesses so that they are either going to be stuck in survival mode or they're going to learn how to thrive. And now is the time for PMO leaders to take that seat at the table and lead their organizations through chaos because there is no other function in the organization better equipped to lead them through this chaos than us who were literally built for this. This is what we do. This is where we thrive. And if we keep acting like we are just the administrators, then they will keep treating us like administrators. I think it was a really important point about the note-taking and all of that. Look, you are not there to take notes. You are not there to, to be an administrator. You are there to help them deliver on their strategy as effectively as possible with the highest return on investment as possible and as quickly as possible. And that is the magic sauce that we are there to do. So for all of you impact exactly. drivers listening, we'll put a link to this research. You can learn about it more, learn about what Antonio has been talking about here in the findings. And of course, if you go back to the very beginning of the PMO Strategies podcast, this is what we talked about in the first handful of episodes, specifically the impact driver mindsets that are critical for you to pivot and become an impact driver and strategic business partner in your organization, be their peer as opposed to their administrator. So Antonio, thank you so much for being here for this podcast today. I really appreciate your insights and you are spot on with what we have been desperately trying to help the PMO and project management community understand. The time is now, the opportunity is in front of us. And to your point, if we don't take it, we will be left behind. Absolutely. Thank you, Laura. A pleasure. We could have gone for hours. I think we're so aligned, (laughs) but so much to share. But I look forward to the PMO Summit and continue discussing and sharing. Great. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Antonia. I really appreciate all of your time today. And I will definitely invite you back for more on all of these topics, because I think this is something that our community needs to hear again and again and again, so that they really are inspired to go take action and shift to become that strategic business partner that the organizations need. All right, Impact Drivers, that's it for this session. I am really grateful that you made it to the end. And I want to know that you are going to go take action, go take action, go to the page for this episode and learn more about how you can become that strategic business partner that your organization needs. All right. Make sure you hit subscribe. And before we go, don't forget that this episode is sponsored by UMT 360. Gartner advises any organization looking to drive business agility to adopt a best of breed strategic portfolio management solution. In addition to any tools used to manage execution, UMT 360 is positioned in Gartner's recent Magic Quadrant report with a solution that delivers all of the missing strategic portfolio management capabilities you'll need to align all execution with strategy. You can learn more at umt360.com. That's umt360.com. Okay, Impact Driver. 
We are looking forward to hearing what you say about how you're taking action on grabbing that seat at the table. Make sure to hit subscribe, download the episodes that they are with you wherever your high impact journey takes you. Bye-bye for now.